1-866-405-8405. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we'll answer your veterinary questions. With Animal Radio staff veterinarian. You know, we pretty much have it covered. Yes, we do. If it's do. a dog behavior question, if it's a veterinary question, if it's a question about your fish, if you want to talk to your animals, it's all here at Animal Radio. Yes, it is. And if we don't have the answer, we'll find it. Or make it up. <laughs> if it sounds legit. Let's, uh, oh, we're done with, oh, okay, email. We have email. Vlade, did you have email over there? Yes, I received over the weekend a lot of emails, and, you know, and uh, many of them about cats and dogs. Really, let's talk about the cats and dogs a little bit. Are they friends or enemies? Um, you know, as, as we all know, uh, Vlade is not the spokesperson for the cats. I am more spokesperson for the dogs. Uh-huh. So I'm going to tell the dog's point of view on this issue. But today with me in the studio, the cat expert, which is the hell from Animal Radio, as we all know, and together uh, we are try to we will try to figure out what is the problem is. So so okay so we have a problem you know uh, the dog chasing the cats and how stop the dog from chasing the cat. Let let me tell you why the dog is chasing the cat. Okay. I'm gonna to, to reveal for you a big secret because the cat is running. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so so the thing is from the dog's perspective everything which is the running needs to be caught and killed. Yes. This is the natural instinct. Okay. Okay. So uh, a lot of people will tell us, you know, nothing you can do. This is instinct. I always tell the people, you know what? When I see the nice ladies running around, I want to catch them too. You know, but uh, I have a self-control. So let's establish self-control in the dog. So let's put this way. This is our strategy is hell. Okay. We have to stop the dog from chasing the cat. Now, the cat will look at that and say, hey, (laughs) dog is not chasing me. So there is no reason for me to run. So now the cat is not running. Now, for, from the dog's perspective, there is no reason to chase. So we broke with you vicious cycle. In other words, we cannot stop the cat from chasing, but we can stop the dog from. Uh, excuse, we can stop the cat from running, but we can stop the dog from chasing. How we can it. do this? This is the first step. Like put the brake on that cat and this dog. Excuse me, and break that vicious cycle. Once we achieve that initial result, from that prospect, from that time, we can make them like each other. Not, maybe not love, maybe like, maybe even just tolerate would be enough. But, uh, you know, we always tolerate a little bit each other. After that, maybe like each other and sometimes after even love each other. So from the love to the hate, it's just one step, like we say in Russia. And vice versa is the right too. Uh, so how stop the dog from chasing the cat? You can use a compressed air device, which I keep telling all the time. Um, it's a CO2 bicycle inflator. Uh, once you push the button, it's produce strong s- sound and sound effect. Um, you can say, ah, and push the button, startle the dog into the attention. You can use citronella oil um, device, uh, which is has color. I, I heard you button. talking about that earlier. What is that? Is that a sound device? Citronella oil, it's named Citronella oil um, commander. What it is, it is a little box under the dog's chin, and it has a remote in your hands. It's a, by company Premier. Oh. Very humane device. 
uh, doesn't involve any electronic color. Uh, however, sometimes in this situation, extreme case, it's advisable to use two. But I always against when electronic shock colors are are using by the public. If it was my, it was up to me, I would not allow them even be in the stores. However, in the proper hands, um, you know, it could be some additional tool to get the result we're looking for. But it's just uh, like um, under extreme circumstance. And a lot of times we can do it without that. So you push the button, it's a meat spray of citronella under the dog's chin, startle him into the attention. It's very harmless, it surprises him, it's, they hate that cell of citronella, which is flavored. It doesn't go in the eyes, it doesn't go anywhere, it just goes on the chin and just startle them into the attention. So that's how we put the break. Great advice for the world-famous Russian dog wizard exclusively on Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. In a cast of hundreds, 1-800, excuse me, 1-866-405-8405. No, it's never been an 800 number, so no, I don't know why. Would... And you've got it used to have such difficulty. I had to actually post it here in the studio, and I'll be real honest with you. We're moving studios, and we've taken that sign down, so I don't see it in front of me. Makes it kind of tough. If you have a dog behavior question this weekend, uh, same number, 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And your cat questions. If you have medical questions. Oh, yes, Dr. Jill Richardson joins us. Hi, Doc. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Very well. Very well. Welcome aboard. Yeah, I'm real excited. I'm so excited to be back. Let's go to the phones right now. Hi, who is this? This is Bruce. Hey, Bruce. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Where are you calling from? Uh, Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. You have that southern draw there. It's making me talk with the southern draw between you and Dr. Jill. You, you're, you're from West Virginia there, aren't you, Dr. Jill? I sure am, originally, yes. So we got that southern draw thing going on. Well, Bruce, you're on with Dr. Jill. All right, I got a raccoon question for her. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, I've got a, a male. He's going on five now. Uh, the best way I can put this is um, he's having too much fun with these stuffed animals. Oh, <laughs> I know a cat that does that. Yeah. Well, anyhow, uh, he has so much fun that I take him away from him, and he improvises and will use his pillow or his blanket. But anyhow, okay. it's it makes him sore, uh-huh. and he's he's and I'm worried about infections. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh my. You know, if there's an award for the best question, this one should win. Yes, yes. <laughs> but anyhow, what I'm leading to is I've been trying to collect all the information I can. Would neutering maybe slow him down a little bit? Well, um, yes and no. Um, so what? Do you, so he's your pet, right? Yeah. What's his name? Bandit. Oh, Bandit. Okay. Uh, well, that's a that's a good name. <laughs> so you probably don't have many people coming over to your house, right? Uh, yeah, he's got visitors. Okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. PG of uh, thirteen <laughs> visitors. Well, um, if you if you do neuter him, it may help. Um, the the problem is is there's a lot of animals that just like the feeling of doing that. Um, okay. And they'll do it regardless, even if they're neutered or not. One of my really good friends has this antique cat. I mean, this cat's probably 20-some years old, can't see, can't hear, 
but he has his stuffed animal pet that he brings into the living room and goes at it every afternoon at 4.30 on the dot. And he he's probably was neutered about 100 years ago, but he still does it. And what he's doing it is is because he enjoys the feeling of it. So even though he is neutered, he still enjoys it. There is a good chance if you neuter him, when you neuter him, they remove his testicles, and his testicles produce testosterone. So if he's doing it for that reason, it may help. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that could be 50-50. It may help. It may not. Um, the other problem you run into is trying to find a veterinarian to neuter him. It may be really hard to find someone that has the expertise in exotic animals that has, you know, the experience of neutering raccoons. So it's a good idea uh, to check around and see if there are any exotic veterinarians in your area. And fortunately, in Florida, they're packed full of exotic vets down there. Yeah, Bane has got his own doctor, and his oh, doctor, does? yeah, his <laughs> own doctor pretty much said the same thing. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. it will, maybe it won't. That's why uh-huh. I really want to get other opinions just to, you know, yeah. see if maybe we can help slow him down a little bit. <laughs> he has had to go in and have antibiotics before because. Oh, yeah, because he, he rubs he himself has, raw. He has a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to butt in here, but how did you meet Bandit? How did you make Bandit a pet? Uh, he came from a breeder. I got him when he was 28 really? days old. A breeder? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it went through all the bottle and uh, weaning and the whole nine yards. Why didn't you just pick a cat or a dog? Uh, I've had cats and dogs, and I wanted something different. And uh, I'm glad I got him. Really? I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't trade a kennel full of greyhounds for him. Really? Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, you uh, could try it. You know, they do make diapers for dogs, and you may consider, you know, putting a diaper on him, and then the impact will be on the cotton. That may help yeah. him from getting rubbed raw, but his yeah, friends right. might make fun of him. <laughs> well, he's also got them little hands that uh, I can't keep. Oh yeah, right. shred it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You know what, Bruce? Thank you for thank you for calling today. I think this is the first time we've heard from a raccoon owner. If, if you do own an exotic pet like that, we'd love to hear from you here at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Doctor Jill is with us. What a way to kick off the show. We want yeah. to hear from you now. Yeah. What do you think about that? Is that the first raccoon owner that you've heard of? Um, well, I've heard of people owning raccoons before. I've never heard of one owning a raccoon that likes to do that every day <laughs> and constantly and rubs himself raw. So that's the first. We digress. one 405 8405 It's Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. And I want, I want, and I need. Vinny Penn coming at you, your resident party animal on Animal Radio. Topic today, of course, is going to be animal communicators. Now, admittedly, I don't know much about this, nor do I even understand it. The dog whisperer, the all of this whispering. Uh, I wish there was more whispering going on in my house, to tell you the truth. Although, when I do hear whispering in my house, I do get very suspicious. And not that it's a prize party is going to be thrown for me. These animal communicators, I don't necessarily understand how they study this, how they they, uh, become an expert in this. I I remember at one time on my old radio show, a female listener calling in and saying that she had a new boyfriend whom her cat seemed to attack every time in the middle of the night. My, of course, immediate uh, suggestion was maybe he shouldn't be sleeping over so quickly. Come to think of it, she never called in the show again after that. Her belief was that the cat didn't like 
the boyfriend, and she wanted to find out why, and she brought in the animal communicator who said that the, the cat was feeling envious, it was infringing upon her turf, all of these things that really uh, any schmo would have known right out of the gate. She, of course, had to pay a communicator to come in and help her figure that stuff out. I say, how do you know this guy wasn't one of those guys who thinks it's funny to douse beer on the cat every time you leave the room? Guys are stupid like that, especially when they're dating. They think that kind of stuff is hysterical. Furthermore, in the animal communicating thing, when when they find a, a cat or a dog calling one particular place in the house like their place and staring blankly at a picture on the wall, and they have something akin to a seance where they're like, they're looking at that photo. They're in touch with that person. Maybe they've been reincarnated. No, maybe you have mice, bugs. They saw something go in there behind the picture, and they're waiting to see it reemerge. In any event, I don't want to kill an entire line of work, but animal communicator to me doesn't seem all that different from that lady that you used to call on the phone. What was her name? The Jamaican woman who was like, Hello, woman, you're going to find love in your life. Unless you're my sister, anyone is going to. To bring someone in for $250 an hour to tell you, oh, your cat is marking their territory. That's why they keep going to the bathroom in that area. You can get that on Animal Planet. You, 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 you can Google that. I'm Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay and neuter. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Hi, this is the Vladi, and I am here to tell you about OxyFresh. Do you know that dental disease is called the silent killer of the pets? And the proper oral health care may extend the life of your pet by two to five years. Pet oral hygiene solution from OxyFresh promotes fresh breath, healthy gums, and a healthy life for your pets. I love to kiss my pets, and I know you love to kiss them too. Get kissable fresh breath for your pets at OxyFresh. Visit OxyFresh.com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. 
All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, joins us. I understand you've had some bad weather up there, a little wind, a little rain. It's a little bit wind and uh, so great panic in this town. Everything is, you know, destroyed. You know, if it happened, <laughs> Lots of power lines, telephone cables down, trees down. Uh. Interesting things. In our area, CVS pharmacy is operating by um, Arabic people. And, um, you know, all American stores were closed, and I need to paper towel. Of course, I didn't pay attention to all this mess, what happened with the weather. I just was driving, you know. Well, so that's like a normal day in Russia for you. Exactly. You know, man. The trees falling all around. Yeah, yeah, I've mean, been myself through the war and like all this things. Nothing, like a Russian tank. Nothing disturbed peace in my mind. And I want to get just paper towel, you know, because back in Russia, paper towel was a long line I need to stand in. <laughs> So, and pepper towel, and I need to get uh, uh, another paper, another, another towel to wipe my butt. I don't know. How, how toilet, paper. Toilet, toilet paper. Toilet paper. Okay. Yes. Butt paper. So, I was traveling, <laughs> and I couldn't get anything because all American stores in panic. So, I stopped by the Arabic store, CVS. They're working. They have candles there. I stopped by. Yeah, I mean... Uh, they, don't, they, didn't, they didn't have any cash machines because, you know, they, what they did, they had a pencil and pen, and they wrote everything which the people buying and got the cash, and they said, we're going imp- to input after that all. I don't know, will they put in cash or not, or will they no, put in their pocket? No. <laughs> but at, at second, second, but they were operating. They didn't get panic, into the panic. They're just working. So uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing a great because uh, today is the special day. Um, you haven't heard it on CNN today what happened? Uh, well, what happened today? Today is my birthday. Today is your birthday, really? Yeah, so say happy birthday, Vladi. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, my God. She, she's actually you. undressed for this. <laughs> she remembered wow. Kennedy on that. It's so sexy. There you go. <laughs> Happy birthday. There you go. So sexy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. So we are starting our great show. And uh, for a few who doesn't know who is the Vladi is, let me remind. Sorry first for my accent. It's a Michigan accent because I am broadcasting from my studio in Michigan. and But I am originally from the Soviet Union, not from Kazakhstan, and I don't know the Borat, okay? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I worked in five countries around the world and uh, back in Russia, trained dog for the special forces, Russian paratrooper, canine paratrooper dogs, uh, Russia custom dogs on the China-Russia border, even KGB dog. Vladi talks about everything, dogs, pol- politics, uh, humans, everything, because we are all incorrelated. Vladi is the well, like a well-bred dog. If the Vladi likes something, he licks. If he don't, he bite. That is why when the Vladi talks, human and canine listen. Hi, who's this? This is Karen. Where are you calling from, Karen? El Paso, Texas. El Paso, Texas, where I bet it's pretty hot today, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Karen, you have a very, you, you, ha- you just don't have a hot climate, you have a very hot ladies, because I've been in Texas, and uh, I, w- I was in Austin, Texas, and I love your state. I like 
Severian type of the ladies. They're awesome. So go ahead. Okay. Um, I have a Sheltie, a 10-year-old Sheltie mix. Okay, and let me tell you a little bit about your dog, Sheltie. They are like... Um, like nuts. <laughs> they are, have so much energy. They can, Sheltie, typical Sheltie can be running all day long in your backyard, back and forth, back and forth right. for the fence line. And just, <laughs> just, just, just Actually, all she's, this. Not, she's not the one that's the problem, though. I oh, also okay. Have a, so she's I not the problem. Have a, we have a worse than that. <laughs> okay, I have a four-year-old Great Dane who decided two years ago that she does not like my Sheltie and started attacking her. So what happened? Okay, so anyway, I cannot let them together at all. She attacks her every time. There's no warning at all, and she grabs her in the face every time. So she's got scars on her face. I've kept her away. She's actually gotten hold of her twice, and it's been pretty bad. But, uh, but I have to keep them completely separate because my, Are... my Great Dane just will not let the Sheltie anywhere near her. Is it boys or girls? They're both, both girls. Oh, that's that's the problem. Fighting among the bitches is the worst in the world. And they start to fight, yeah, and they start to fight without any signs. It's so typical. How long is this going on? Uh, actually, for the last, probably the last year. Before they were doing well? For two years, they were doing fine. And then my son took the Sheltie with him for a while. And then when he came back, my Great Dane decided, no, she's not having anything of it. She's not... Who do you think is the boss? Her. Who do you think the the boss uh, between them? Oh, definitely the Great Dane. Great Dane. The, How old is the Sheltie? The Sheltie's ten. How old is the Great Dane? She's four. Okay. Uh, so, is your question is uh, how make them get along with each other, or uh, how at make least, the situation? Right. At least tolerate. make her not attack her. Mm -hmm. So what I would like you to do, I would like you for a while uh, do uh, this type of exercise. I would like to keep them together just when the Sheltie is in the crate, okay? I would like you to have them Sheltie in the crate and uh, working with the Grey Dane on the tolerance. What I mean by that, put the color on leash and teach the Grey Dane. You need to a little bit diminish the social rank of the Grey Dane. By, uh, and the only way you can do it for the solid obedience training. Uh, do the special exercises as far as no pulling on the leash, uh, sit, stay, calm down, uh, sit, stay, and down, stay would be control exercises, and teach the Grey Dane tolerate the Sheltie. Uh, I ask you to put the Grey Dane in the down, stay, or sit, stay, and have to go to the Sheltie and give Sheltie some attention. Uh, if the Grey Dane breaks the command, put her back in the position, because your best bet, uh, best bet honestly here, um, so when you will be around, they will be fine. When you are not around, all bets are off. They must be separated. That's what I would really, really, uh, that's going to be starting point. In your situation, I definitely suggest you to get professional help. Uh, please check website, www.docpro.org. Uh, it's International Association of Canine Professionals, great trainers around. So somebody come in and do some hands-on type of the training with your pets. I think there is a still hope because if they got along before, they can get along again. But right now, just focusing on creating uh, a little bit diminishing the social status of Great Dane and teaching Great Dane tolerate um, uh, your attention when you're giving attention to the Sheltie. Great Dane needs to be boss. You need to be treated the Great. 
great day and that's the boss but before you do that both of those dogs needs to be a little bit uh, treated as the dogs and that can be done just under supervision of professional help okay Karen okay. if you would like to get a little bit more information maybe shoot me email and I will give you a little bit more information about how to do that okay, okay. my friend okay sounds good and of course you can shoot Vlade an email at Vlade that's V-L-A-D-A-E at AnimalRadio.com. He's accepting birthday uh, pictures and birthday cards today. He's celebrating his 29th birthday. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> I, boy, I wish I would be 29. But, you know, we are as young as we look. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. And one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five is the number. Anything you want to talk about, even if your pet's doing well, we want to hear from you today. That's what it's all about. Hi, who's this? This is Debbie. Hi, Debbie. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? Well, I'm, I'm a transplanted New Yorker to Orange Park, Florida. Wow, New York to Florida—that's a pretty big uh, travel. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't tell you enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that must be good for you. Uh, well, here's the story. We have a wonderful five-year-old Maine Coon male cat. Okay. And he's awesome. And um, a couple of months ago, my uh, adult daughters found another Maine Coon kitten that we adopted. Now, um, our Maine Coon male, Ramses, was also a foundling. And, um, but my question is this. Uh, the adult cat, Ramses, is eating, of course, the kitten's food. And I'm really kind of, I'm not paranoid, but I really don't want an overweight cat. And, you know, Maine Coons are big cats to begin with. Yes, they are. How big is your cat, anyway? I, I'm going to tell you, he's got to be, he's big. <laughs> he's, I, I, you know, to weigh him, uh, it would really be hard to say. But he's not overweight. He's just a big cat. The Maine Coons are pretty big cats. What's his name? Ramsey. Ramsey. My son named him. And oh. the kitten's name is Isis. Isis. I love it. How cute. So, uh, you know, I, my question is probably kind of stupid because when I was a kid, you know, there was just basic kitten chow, puppy chow, that kind of thing. But now there's so many very different kinds of foods. Should I be worried that the main, you know, the Ramses is eating the kitten's food? Or should I just give the kitten what I'm giving Ramses? Are you able to separate them and feed them yes. separately? Yes, I do. But, you know, cats are cats and they can get in everywhere and... Um, you know, I'm finding Ramsey's eating the, the kitten chow. And, you know, I'm just, I know it's temporary, and I know I should, probably should worry about it too much, but, you know, I don't want to start a habit. I would try to keep them separate. Uh, you know, feed your older cat, you know, maybe up high on a washer dryer or someplace where the kitten can't get it. Feed the kitten and then pick the food up because you don't want Ramsey to eat all that kitten food. It's got a lot of nutrients, a lot of... Uh, so it's got a lot of good stuff in it. A lot of good it, stuff it, for a right growing about. kitten that the adult doesn't need. Yeah. And how old is the kitten, do you know? She's got to be... Well, she's under three months old. Okay. And she's you, a Maine Coon as well. Mm-hmm. But I know she's going to be big, and I know right now she does need the calories. Now, the kitten's going to need to eat more times a day than Ramsey. Right. So you want right. to, you know, maybe put it in the bathroom or a different room and feed the kitten a few more times a day and pick the food up. Just try to keep Ramsey out of it the best you can. I know it's difficult. So, Judy, you're right. saying no free feeding at all? No, I would try to, you know, keep them separate. No free feeding. Pick up the food. Um, okay. I, I would leave the adult food out for Ramsey. I don't know if you free feed him, yes, but, yes. but 
but keep his food elevated somewhere. I know kittens can climb, but keep it elevated or find some place where the kitten can't get it. Is it harmful if the kitten gets into Ramsey's food? No, it's not harmful, but I don't think it's going to get all the nutrients that it really needs that first year. I'd say okay. keep it on the kitten food for the kitten. And if Ramsey, okay. Ramsey gets into the kitten food, it's not going to be harmful. Just No, it's not going to be harmful, but he's going to get a lot more than he really needs right. at his right. age. So. Right. It sounds fun, though. I, I envy <laughs> oh, you there. I love they're awesome. Maine Coons are just they, beautiful. They have this expression in their face, almost like humans, don't they? Oh, and they're so personable. I mean, I, I do daycare, and they're right with the kids, and they, they're just the most people-loving cats I have ever had. I I would prefer never to have another breed of cat than a Maine Coon. It <laughs> sounds like a plan. Well, hold on a second. Do we have any cat toys? Yeah, okay. We're going to send a cat toy. They're going to have to share. We only have one. We're, we're actually moving the closet from one studio to another closet in another studio. We found uh, a couple of cat toys. We're going to give one to Ramsey and Isis. Oh, okay? that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for your advice. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. The first confirmed case of canine influenza has been found in Illinois in a four-year-old yellow lab named Buddy. The dog flu was identified back in 2004 in Florida racing greyhounds and has since spread to more than 20 states. Veterinarians caution dog owners not to be alarmed since dog flu is an infectious but treatable disease. Symptoms mimic those of kennel cough with lethargy and hacking cough. The condition affects dogs in close quarters such as grooming facilities, daycare centers, and animal shelters. One vet in suburban Chicago said it would be a smart idea for dog owners whose animals exhibit any upper respiratory symptoms after spending time in a communal setting to have their dog tested for canine influenza. 21st century technology is being used to help owners find their wayward pets. The ZoomVac from Garmin GPS utilizes global positioning technology to track any pet equipped with a tracking device. The small tech device fits around the collar of pets and uses both cell phone tower transmitters as well as satellites to watch your pet. The technology will send an email alert to owners if their pets stray from a designated area. Prices for the high-tech animal tracker range from $200 to $1,000 with a monthly monitoring fee of about $20. They can be found at any electronics store, pet store, as well as the World Wide Web. Pet food maker Purina is getting into the insurance game, pet insurance. Nestle Purina announced Purina Care, pet insurance through the company's San Antonio office. Citing America's $9.8 billion vet bill per year, the company says it sees growth potential, especially since only 1% of pets in the U.S. currently have veterinary health insurance. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Was I caught? You were caught. You had your mic on. I'm sorry about that. Guido, uh, here I am talking to my cat like it was... Uh, your well, child? Know, yeah. <laughs> He's looking back at me like, don't talk to me in that baby voice. Talk to me like a normal cat. Because he understands. Oh, he does. 
And uh, I don't know why. Why do people talk baby talk? Do you talk baby talk to your animals, Doc? No, I talk to her like she's an adult. Like a mature adult. Yeah, every time I leave my apartment, I say, Kitty, when I come back, you better have all the dishes clean. You better <laughs> vacuum up this fur. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Well, she hasn't washed one dish yet. Yeah, not yet. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? This is Gladys. Hi, Gladys. How are you? As in the pips? The night in the pips? The night? Yes. The Gladys night in the pips? Yes. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm out here in the state of Washington, and it's beautiful right now. Are you a driver? Yes, I'm a professional truck driver. Okay, and you travel with uh, dogs or cats? I have one cat. He's uh, two and a half years old. He's part manx, and he weighs about 22 pounds. Oh. And um, I have a slight problem with him right now. Well, he's never had fish. He's, he's never had what? Excuse me? Fish. Fish. Well, not eat fish, right. But the problem I'm having right now is when he jumps around, his hair is constantly shedding. I mean, immensely shedding. And someone said maybe he isn't getting the right type of oil since he doesn't eat fish. Now, I feed him cooked chicken every once in a while, but mainly he eats uh, uh, dry cat food. I never give him moist cat food because he's not crazy about it. So, so you think the fish, not having the fish, might have something to do with the shedding? Right, because it is a, it, it, it's gotten worse since he's been young. Before, I could just keep him brushed and bathe him once in a while. He, he's never outside. He, he, his feet never touch the ground. He gets carried from the truck to the house <laughs> and back to the So he just eats dry food and that's it? Well, like I said, every once in a while, he'll eat. Uh, I'll have a chicken breast, and I'll cut it up in little pieces, and he'll have chicken breast or maybe a little itty-bitty piece of steak. But other than that, yes, it's dry cat food. Well, you know, shedding is a problem with every cat. My cat loves fish, and she still sheds like, you know, the dickens. Uh, You know, I'm always vacuuming up after her and brushing her constantly. But um, it is true that fish does have a lot of omega Three and omega-6 fatty acids, and that does help soften the coat, and it's supposed to help reduce shedding. But, you know, you know, even if you give your cat something like that, the cat still may shed anyway, because that's anytime you have fur, you're going to have shedding. But if your cat doesn't eat the fish, you know, fish foods or anything, you can do some supplements. There's plenty of supplements on the on the shelves at PetSmart and Petco and the different grocery stores and um, and pet stores, and you could pick some up and add it to his. It's a he, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can add it to his food, and that will help give him a little bit more of the fatty acids that he needs, and it may make his coat look a little bit better. Um, the other thing you can do too. This is what I, you know, what I have to do with my kitty is you really have to brush them. Um, my cat has a medium hair coat, and so I have to brush her. I have to brush her at least once a day, and she's always. You know, she always has hair coming off, you know, at all times. So you can get a really nice brush. You want to use something that's soft that doesn't hurt the skin because cats have a very sensitive skin. But brushing them really well will help, um, too. And no one likes to bathe their cats, but I tell you, the best way to help with a shedding problem is to give your cat a nice, a really good shampoo and use a conditioning-type shampoo and even leave on a conditioner, too, for a little while. And if you condition the fur, you're going to be less likely to have the the shedding um, situation too and um, and of course anytime you have a cat you want to 
make sure you do get you know plenty of those hair rollers because no matter what you do, you're still going to have hair. So if you have a hair roller, you can pick it up off your off your clothes, so you you know can be you know present yourself well when you go out to dinner with friends and they don't know that you have a bunch of you know you have a cat at home. Right, I have that problem when I get out of the truck because he's all over me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. It, he's he's spoiled rotten. He really is. Yeah. Um, now, where does he go to the restroom at? Do you have a litter box oh, that you have, carry with yes. you? Yes, I have a litter box, my big plank, and um, he was raised in the truck. He was the runt of the litter, and oh. uh, he, he he outgrew his his siblings. I mean, uh-huh. none of them are as big as he is. Yeah, 22 pounds uh, is big. Do you think he's overweight? I don't know. I've talked to other cat owners, and they they have him a little bit bigger than mine. So he gets around. I mean, he jumps when I play Uh with him. Uh, Does he have a belly that hangs, like a pendulous belly? No, no. He doesn't? No. Because one of the the biggest problems with cats are right now is that, you know, about 50% of cats over the age of four are obese. And male cats are more prone to being obese than female cats. And the fact that he's sitting in the truck all day and, you know, there's always a good chance he's not going to have the exercise that he needs to. So you may want, you know, next time you go to your vet, make sure that they do check him out and see if he is a little bit overweight. They can do some testing on him and they do measurements like you go to Weight Watchers and they put the... Measurement around the the belly and, and different things, and they can calculate how overweight he is. Because um, overweightness in a cat can lead to a lot of health problems. Right now, he doesn't eat yeah. less there with the light on. I mean, and we have to stand by his dish for him to eat. If we leave the room, he leaves the room. <laughs> so he he likes company when he eats. But now you said a shampoo with a conditioner. Do you mean a regular yeah. like shampoo I would use or a cat shampoo? You want to use a cat shampoo. Cat shampoos are made specifically for the pH and the hair type of a cat, so you don't want to use a human shampoo. And if you don't, if you're not brave enough to do it yourself, you can check around and find a groomer that does groom cats, and um, and they can do it for you. Oh, I've showered with them a couple of times. I've cleaned them up that way. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, and you know, and nothing helps get rid of that when you have that wetness on there, and you're shampooing them, and you're using right. your nails—not not real hard, but if you're using your nails right. to sort of massage him, you'll take a lot of that hair off, and it'll be a lot better. Yeah. Well, he has. Uh, I know they told me that he's part man, because that did tell me that he has a little bit of spina bifida problem on his tail. Yeah, they, they can. Yeah. Right, and he does have it, but uh, I notice sometimes he chews back there. Now, he has no fleas, nothing like that, because mm-hmm. he's never out to get them. But he, he loses a lot more hair there, like it's real thin in that one area. And I think he has some dry skin, because I see, like, flakes, like dander flakes. Yeah. Well, he would benefit from one of the, the co-conditioner um, supplements on his food, definitely, if he has a dry, okay. dry skin, dry fur. Don't cats and dogs shed more at this time of year, bring spring, you know, in summer? Yeah, the, the, the more light that's out there, the more that they're going to trigger to be shedding. But dogs and cats shed all year round. They just get worse whenever you have more of a light period. Mm, okay. And especially in the spring, you, you know, when they're, especially if you've ever had a, like a husky with a double coat, in the spring they shred, they shed their fur so much it looks like you're throwing cotton in the wind. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and I can swear I can throw up a hairball because, oh. yeah. I mean, it's it really, right now he jumps off the dash and you can just see it settle everywhere and I'm constantly cleaning it up. But someone didn't, 
thought maybe since he didn't get any omega, that that may have been the problem. Now, if you do do a supplement, don't expect to see results tomorrow. It's going to take a little while. Oh. You may not see results for about a month. But there's plenty of, of things on the market that are, are that are great that work really well. And if you actually go on Zutu.com, you can do a search on um, shedding products, and you can see where people have reviewed it, and they'll give you their honest opinion about the different brands so you don't waste your money on something. You can read about it and see what other people have recommended and have seen um, success with. Okay, what was that Internet again? Oh, Zutu.com, Z-O-O-T-O-O.com. Okay. Give that a shot, and of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Now, here's here's what we've done here at the studios. We have one of those cats that's a big-time shedder, just like the cat you're describing here. And we have actually collected it, and we're having it made into yarn. This is on the level. This is for real, and made into sweaters and socks. So you could turn lemon into lemonades, hold on to that fur, and make yourself some socks from the kitty. I might try that. That or stuff a pillow. <laughs> Thank you for your call today. one 405 It's Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved rapid response formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Animal Radio is being Brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by OxyFresh Pet Oral Hygiene Solution. With OxyFresh, you can save money on expensive dental care with Pet Oral Hygiene Solution and save your pet from embarrassing bad breath moments. Kissable Fresh, OxyFresh. Visit www.oxyfresh.com for more information. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And actress and singer. I just realized this. She also a singer. Vicki Lawrence joins us in a few minutes. Hi, who's this? This is Jamie. Jamie? Yeah. How you doing, Jamie? Good. Well, I got a problem with my cat. What's going on with your cat? What's your cat's name? Slick. Slick. What's going on with Slick? Well, for some reason, she pees. Well, we got a cat box with a lid on it. 
you know, with like a dome. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it, she'll always back right into the side and pee right down the side of it. And then so that pee, you know, it runs down, it runs down the side of the deal and then it leaks out, out the box. So she's peeing, she's actually going inside, but peeing against the edge. Yep, yeah, peeing right on the wall. How old is Slick? Uh, eight, maybe. So the last eight years she's been doing this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. To me, that seems like something that you're probably not going to correct. You can try to yeah, change I... the litter box. They have litter boxes that are open, but they, they're they tall, and then there's an extra lip that leans towards the inside. And oh, that would work. Yeah, and then it'll help when they urinate, it'll just run down inside. You said you're using the Buddha Dome? It's just a square. Oh, it is a square. There's these round ones, too, that don't have the corners. Oh, okay. You can get those at, like, Petco or PetSmart, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, I realize she's kind of old and not going to correct it, but this, I just I just turned on my XM, and I never, never heard of animal, animal radio before, so I thought I'd <laughs> give it a call. You know, it may be too small, too. Get a larger box. That might be her problem, because okay, if, yeah. she, if she's a big girl inside one of those closed things, that may be the only place she can go. So okay, get yeah, an, get a box. yeah, get a bigger box, get one with a lip on it, and see how that works. Okay, I appreciate it. That's a that's not a big problem. You got it going on pretty good with Slick, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty, been a pretty good cat. And if you can't control it, put something underneath the box so that you can just wipe it up, something yeah. harder. Yeah, something. yeah, we've got a big piece of plywood that it sits on. There you go. We appreciate your call today, and thanks for listening. What? The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. You're not finally something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Des Moines resident Clarence Fenton was recently charged with driving under the influence of drugs. His dog's drugs. He's still not exactly sure what happened. Authorities say the phenobarbital that was in his bloodstream when he crashed into a utility pole with his car had been prescribed by a vet. 47-year-old Fenton said he took what he thought were the doctor-prescribed antidepressants when police reports show his car hit the pole. His blood work showed that Fenton had actually taken seizure control pills prescribed for his dog, Saturn. Tammy Noble of the Poison Control Center said the story is more common than you'd think. She said they've had three cases this year. People often take their pet's heartworm medication. Ooh. This would be a good time to remind you to read the labels of any medication you're taking. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Hey. You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. 
Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio with some great news about a new product for your pets. It's called Flex Pet. You know as we age, our pets age with us and they need some help with their joints just like we do. That's where Flex Pet comes in. Flex Pet is the most effective and comprehensive joint formula. They're the only ones with CM8. And you know what? It works for both cats and dogs. In fact, Flex Pet has a money back guarantee, the best one in the industry. Flex Pet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility. They offer an unconditional conditional three bottle guarantee that's right and there's no time limit like others who give you 30 60 or 90 days to return and right now you can buy two and get one free go ahead ask about the special call 1-800-END-PAIN that's 1-800-363-7246 call FlexPet now you can't forget the phone number it's 1-800-END-PAIN I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it FlexPet 1-800-END-PAIN Animal Radio. No animals harmed in the making of this show. I, I believe some of us have been seriously PO'd, though. <laughs> Will we experiment with them? We want to see that the advice we give you at least works on the studio cats. So we try everything on them first. We have to. I got home last night, and my wife had finished another shopping spree for the dogs. Mm-hmm. And this is upsetting, disheartening to me. I mean, I'm glad she's treating the dogs so well, but she doesn't shop that well for me. <laughs> No, she doesn't. They have all these new stores now where you can uh, get anything, uh, clothes, fingernail polish for the dogs. So when I saw this article in uh, Modern Dog Magazine written by Brielle Morgan, I had to get her on the phone. Hi, Brielle. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very good. Where are we calling you? I am in Penticton, British Columbia. BC. Oh, it's beautiful. It's in uh, the Okanagan, yeah. First of all, are you, are you still a single woman? I am. <laughs> Mission unsuccessful so far, Hal. Well, you, you've... Uh, you made some, a great effort. Yeah, really some valiant attempts, we believe here. <laughs> Can you tell our listeners what you decided to do? Well, I've, I've been single for a while now, and uh, I've been also working for Modern Dog Magazine for a couple of years. And, you know, as you've just been saying, Hal, the, the, the amount of dog products on the market are blows my mind, right? Unbelievable. It's crazy, and the range of products that are out there now, and it caught my attention that um, a lot of the products are human-grade nowadays, and, and more and more you're seeing companies use organic products and incorporating fair trade policies, and those are things that I look for personally when, when I'm picking products for myself, right? Sure, Not just sure. for my dog. Mm-hmm. And so my dog is very successful with the lady dogs at the park <laughs> all the time, and, and he has no problem. He's very confident. And so I think like a lot of people, you can learn from your pets. Of and course. so I'm like, well, what's he doing that I'm not doing when it comes to scoring, essentially? And he uh, he just he looks really good. So I took a second look at, you know, the, the product inventory that I've acquired through, you know, samples um, working at Modern Dog. And I thought, hell, you know, I should try using some of this stuff on myself. It yeah. can't hurt, right? So I get in the shower and I use the shampoo and I use the conditioner and... I'm using the paw balm as a hand lotion and, um, like, the room spray as a, you know, a refreshing, zen-like, you know, calmer downer or whatever. And, um, yeah, I just decided to give it a go. So now, how did these products work? Like, uh, the shampoo, did it make your hair hair smell uh, attractive? (laughs) I think so. I'm probably biased, but uh, I thought it smelled pretty good. Um, It was actually my my coworker. who first started using the dog shampoo because 
you know, she was an intern at the time, and so she, you know, wasn't making a lot of money. And she was a student, and so she was four. And so she's like, well, you know, we've got all these shampoo samples on hand. I could save myself a couple bucks by using some of these oh, human grade shampoos. And uh, her hair was looking really, really nice. So I just kind of took a cue from her and took it to the next level. And, uh, oh, oh, my gosh, I have no complaints. The products were fantastic. And the cool thing about using the dog products that, that, that we use is that we know the story behind a lot of the companies because we're meeting the people behind the product at trade shows. And... Um, you, you know how near and dear the, their company and their product is to their heart, and that makes it you know, all that much more fun promoting and using their product, right? Yeah, we, we saw that uh, our friend Ruth Regina supplied a wig for <laughs> yeah. you, and she, of course she makes dog wigs. <laughs> that was kind of interesting. All the products that I tried are fit for humans, and you know, I don't see why not. If, you, if, if it's good enough for you, then it's good enough for your dog, right? Okay, so you go out, you've got your hair shampooed and conditioned with dog shampoo, you've got your dog spritz on, your dog wig, you're going out, uh, you know, for the opposite sex, trying to attract a mate. What happens? <laughs> oh, it was primal duty. <laughs> the instincts were kicking in, and uh, I think I was getting looks, but I think it was more to do with the confidence that trying a new approach gives you. Uh-huh. Um, and feeling good about what I was wearing and what I was smelling like, and it honestly gave me a boost. Uh-huh. So are you afraid to go to a dog park? Are you afraid the dogs are going to be after you now? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I think they probably smell differently on me than they do on my dog. Well, I was going to say maybe the men you attract are real dogs with that. I don't know. <laughs> um, so far, so good. Uh, as I said, I'm still single, so nothing concrete has come out of it. But, uh, you know, I think, I think there's potential there so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep on keep on working it and see what happens so you're gonna keep using the dog products yeah yeah i love them they're great. <laughs> they are. They, I've actually looked at the list of products, uh, everything from the Furminator, which we use here, actually, yeah. for uh, the, the heavy-duty shedding problem we have at the Animal Radio Studios. Yeah. Uh, you used it, what, for your eyebrows? No, I threatened to use it on my best friend's eyebrows and her, like, leg hair. Because <laughs> she's, she's Italian, and she's quite hairy by nature. And uh-huh. uh, I pulled it out, and, and I got a beat down just for pulling it out. She was quite offended, but... Um, <laughs> But I do know that it works excellently on my dog. So, well, we're going to put a list of these items that you used at the Animal Radio website for those that want to know about it. They're all very good items. Uh, at AnimalRadio.com, Brielle Morgan. Brielle, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Keep up the good work. Let us know what kind of shenanigans you do next. <laughs> I will, and I should also let everyone know that... Uh, yeah, if you're interested in picking up the copy with the, my article in it, then it's, it's on stand now, and it's our, our fall issue, and you can get it at Barnes and & Nobles and Borders and Chapters and all major pet retailers. Good stuff for Modern Dog. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, that's all we have time for this hour. Remember, we are streaming live 24-7 online at AnimalRadio.com. This is Animal Radio Network. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome back. This hour, Vicki Lawrence joins us, uh, of course, from the Carol Burnett Show, mm-hmm. Mama's Family. And she was also a singer, too. She's multi-talented, I tell you. And she's joining us on Animal Radio this hour. Also, your questions for Vlade and Dr. Jill at one 405 8405 and next week, did you get her? Yes, I did. 
Who's coming up next week? It's going to be Victoria Stillwell. Victoria. Oh, she's a... She has that show on the Animal Planet. Uh, it's the dog or me, and I think you watch it just to watch her. I don't think she's you're trying hot. to learn any she's techniques. Hot. You got to admit it. Let's go to the phones. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Charlie. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Just going down the road today. Where are you? Where are you driving? I'm leaving Dallas, Texas, going over to Spearman, Texas, in trust. We have a short short route today, huh? Yeah, just short one there, yeah. I've done maybe one long one today, but I'm on short one now. What, what can we do for you? Well, my dog, he's a chihuahua. He's always been with us, and we left him with a lady at our house. Stayed at our house and everything, and uh, uh, he just wouldn't have nothing to do with us. Well, let me get I mean, this straight. You went out of well, town, you went on vacation, you left the house, and yeah. you came back, and he wouldn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. And he you- would just, we try to pet him, and he'd just... Cry real loud. I mean, you know, and the, I know the lady didn't hurt him, you know, or nothing like that. How long were you gone, Charlie? We were just gone five days. Five days. And yeah. When did you get back? Uh, we got back. Uh, let's see, it was Wednesday when we got back. Yeah. What's your dog's name? General. What is it? General. General. <laughs> yeah, just our last name Patton, so it's like General Patton. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, I think it sounds like General might have missed you while you were gone, and uh, it sounds like he's kind of showing it to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would go out with General, spend a little extra time with him, bring some toys or some balls or whatever. His favorite what, treats. Whatever he likes, and mm-hmm. uh, spend some extra special time with him, and give it another couple of weeks, and I bet yeah. you he'll come around. I bet you he just missed you. Miss Daddy. I think that's fine, too, because he won't have nothing to do with her either. But he's always went everywhere with us. He's been in the truck all over the country with us. And that's the first time we've ever left him anywhere. What do you think he's thinking? He's traveling with you all around. He goes with you everywhere. And then all of a sudden, Daddy doesn't take him somewhere. Yeah. He's probably PO'd. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking just spend some extra special time with him and then... Uh, you know, if it's if it's not working out after a week, then you know, well, one of you's got to go. One of us has got to go. I don't, I don't think I'll let him go, though. <laughs> Just don't force it on him. Don't you know, hold him or go after him if he doesn't want to. Let him come to you. Sit down on the floor, talk yeah. to him, and you know, maybe hold a treat and then let him come to you and start warming up okay. to you and give All him right. some time. Good luck with General there. I'll tell you what. You know what? Do we, we have some brand new toys in the closet we need to clear out before we make this big move. Can we send General some toys? Yeah. Okay, you hold on there for a second, okay? Okay. one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Richard Karn from Home Improvement, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now remember to spray and neuter your dogs. <laughs> it's a good idea to spray and neuter your animals. Most cases of rabies occur in wildlife, but occasionally there's a spillover of the virus from the wildlife population to our domestic pets, and that can potentially expose people to the deadly virus. Rabies is such an important disease because it is fatal in both people and pets. Rabies is so uncommon in dogs and cats that when a bite occurs, the pet is usually only confined for 10 days for observation, and no anti-rabies treatment is recommended. If a dog or cat appears healthy at the time that they bite someone, 
and is current on the rabies vaccination at that time and remains healthy during a 10-day quarantine period after the bite, then we can feel confident that they are not infected with rabies at that time. However, if your pet's rabies vaccination is not current, it may be required to be quarantined for up to six months. This time of the year, it's important to visit your veterinarian and make sure all your pet's vaccinations are up to date and properly documented. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Welcome back. It's Animal Radio. Judy is celebrating Vlade's birthday today by, uh, well, she's not dressed. A la um, nude. A la nude today. Just uh, <laughs> kind of her birthday present to Vlade. Happy birthday, Vlade. <laughs> Thank you. Judy, can I touch you? Or I'm sorry for <laughs> asking an emotional <laughs> rant. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> before, before, before I immigrated in America, Russian government told me, don't touch American girls. They are going to sue you. So I, I don't know if it's true or not, because American boys told me, this is the Russian propaganda. American girls like to be touched. So I'm really confused. <laughs> i got to ask the next caller. Okay. <laughs> you, better, you better hope okay. it's not Peter from, uh, I'm thinking, Dallas. That's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm not into that. I'm not into the Peter, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody knows uh, where the mo- world's most misbehaving dogs lives. I mean, we don't want to indicate the fingers. We know that country already. But do you people know what is the most misbehaving breed? If somebody calls me and tells me about, you know, like a shredded curtains or stealing and swallowed bra, socks, or even <laughs> la- landscaping stones, we know what that dog is. Stick around. We will talk about later on. But right now, let's get to the calls. So, uh, who is it right now? Hi, this is Blaine from San Diego. Yes, thank you so much. Your name is, uh, so- sorry, Lane. I misheard you. Lane? Lane. C-L-A-Y-N-E. Oh, don't even ask me to spell it, because asking Russian how to spell it, like asking the cat to swim. I will call you I will call you Elaine, so it's going to be a little bit close to the Russia, Elaine. Okay, Elaine, go ahead. You are with the world-famous Russian dog wizard, and we're more than happy to help. So what state you are calling from? I'm San Diego, California. Oh, San Diego, California. Soon I am going to move to... Uh, Newport Beach, California. I'm wow. moving to yeah, yeah. Because I think America is already ready for the new Caesar Milan, and I am ready for the dog fights. It's there going to be go. big dog fights between Dog Wizard versus Dog Whisper, and one of us is going to submit, and it's not going to be me. You know why, Elaine? Because Russians never submit. If you don't believe me, ask their President Putin. But go ahead. <laughs> well, happy birthday, first of all. Thanks. Uh, thank you so much. Okay, I have a problem with a um, um, dachshund. Is it your dog? Is it your dog barking in the backyard? In the back? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's Scooby Doo, and what happens is um, tell him shut up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I just threw him out the door. He's barking at the other dogs. The dachshund. Right. When my when this, I hope this is okay to say, but when my husband and I are um, intimate, I should say, he stares wow. at me with big eyes. And then he, she thinks she wants to be intimate with your husband. I think. Well, actually, the dog's a boy, and oh, okay. he bit I'm my sorry. husband in the ribs. Okay, so the dog, the dog think you are 
his girlfriend and the dog think you are in his possession and your husband needs, is a competitor male competitor needs to be destroyed like oh. destroyed so you know what um, how badly did he bite your husband not it was just a doctor and the dog went flying if you know what I mean but um, not bad enough to break the skin but enough to laugh really hard but it was kind of funny that he was trying to challenge a human man that's really tall versus his little dog, miniature dachshund. And he does this all the time. He's, he just watches, and it's creepy. Okay, there is, no, there is no such thing. Human male, male, canine male. Male is male, and male is competitor. And competitor yeah, you are, all are dogs. We all the dogs. I mean, humans duplicate the dog's behavior and vice versa is the right too. And dogs, by living in the with the man in the man's village, just learn how they picked all our bad habits. They're fighting for females, for food, for privileges, for everyone. Anyway, so let me tell you what you need to do. First of all, you need to uh, increase dependency. So your ha your dog and your ha uh, your husband and your dog needs to be best friends, and you needs to be just you know that bitch. So, okay. Sorry, but that's what yeah, you no, need no, to no, do. Yeah, no, 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 I just understand. Need, yeah, you My need to just basically me say, excuse <laughs> me, excuse me, don't touch, don't harass me. Just act exactly <laughs> like any American girl would act. By the way, Elaine, would like to ask you, before I immigrated in this country, Russian government told me, don't touch American girls, they're going to sue you. So American boys told me, American girl likes to be touched. I'm really confused. So wouldn't you mind if I would show you how trained dog, could I touch you? You're not going to oh, sue me? Absolutely. I'll just put my so, tail up in the air. Okay. So you would not, you prefer me to be there. Okay. So let me tell you this. What you need to do, you need to basically, first of all, dog has no business sleep with you in your bed. Okay. Have your husband or boyfriend, whoever in your bed, dog is out of your bed without any questions. And don't look at me like a Putin and the, and, uh, uh, like Putin looks at Bush sometimes. You know, <laughs> Make sure, put the dog in the crate before you go be intimate or just sleep with your husband, period. He okay. has no business to be in the crate, uh, in the okay. bed. Um, okay. Now, now the, the husband's not in the crate, the dog is. Exactly. Husband not okay. in the crate, Got your it. dog is in the crate. Second, your husband needs to take your dog with you everywhere they go. Even okay. pick up the milk. Even go wherever they want to go, just make sure have the dog with you. I want your husband feed the dog. I want your dog, uh, husband um, basically train your dog. You just totally ignore. You just, you, you need to walk through your house like the Russian tank. Like okay. the opera walking through through this stage. You know how opera walks? Opera walks like a Russian tank. You know what the Russian tank attitude? Like, <laughs> where are those Americans? Make my day. So this That's type of right. attitude. Yeah, and the dog is approaching. Comes with the, that comes with the bitch title, I guess. Exactly, and if she and if the dog wants to harass you, like I say, excuse me, don't touch, don't harass, just a little bit nudge the dog away, not kick, just nudge it and say, excuse me, I, I don't have time for this bullshit. And, and just, 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 just take care of your business. Your husband is take care, take care of the dog. You completely not. Now. I really want to, on another side, create a positive perception when your husband coming to you. So let's say, get some American cheese, Russian kalbasa, or any delicious treat, or piece of the hot dog, and every time when the husband approaching to you, when the dog is next to you, say, the husband needs to say, good girl, or good boy, whatever, okay. good boy, and give the, this kalbasa, not from, you never give it to your dog. Just he. This is the extreme positive comes from him. Remember, 
He's the okay. good cop. You are the bad cop. This is That's the right. recipe for success. Okay, Yelena? I'm the bitch. Absolutely. You are the bitch. No, being the bitch <laughs> not enough. You need to be the top bitch, like my wife. Got you know, it. She can straight out everyone around, you know? <laughs> gonna kill you. Guess where you're sleeping tonight? In the crate. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for your call, Elaine. Sure. Happy birthday. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. When police rescued an African gray parrot from a Tokyo rooftop, they had no idea where he came from. The parrot spent a night at the police station and then was transferred to a nearby veterinary hospital. According to the police, the parrot hadn't said a word, but a couple days into his stay with the vet, he suddenly said, I'm Mr. Yosuke Nakamura. He then recited his full address and entertained the staff by singing some songs. The police checked the address and found Yusuke's very relieved family, who explained that they had been teaching the parrot his name and address for about two years, which sounds a lot more useful than Pollywanna Cracker. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hey, Julie, you have to get one of these return WA pet tags for Daisy. Last week, Max got lost and was back home in just two hours. Really? How does it work? It's simple. Each pet tag has a unique ID number, which is linked to your name and number. If Daisy ever gets lost, the finder just calls Return WA's 1-800 number. It's totally safe, confidential, and rewarding. Check out www.returnmypets.com. Don't delay. Protect your pet today at www.returnmypets.com. This hour of Animal Radio is brought to you by Return Moi. With Return Moi's service, pet owners know that if their pet goes missing, finders can easily and immediately contact Return Moi 24 hours a day. To learn more, visit www.returnmypets.com. 
Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Uh, the moving trucks are here. <laughs> they want us to move this. St- Tell them we're doing a radio show. Really? They're just going to have to wait. We are uh, moving the studios here at Animal Radio to a very beautiful studio studio near Paso Robles, California. We're very excited about this, and we're emptying out the prize closet. We have so many things in there. One of the things we ran into, what do you call this? The pet pedal pull cart. It's a, what is it, Judy? It's a pull cart that you attach to your dog if you want him to be part of your wedding. Oh, like a ring bearer? Like a ring bearer, and it has a little cart you can put the rings in back, or you can put pedals. And pedals, I think what it does, the pedals actually drop out as the dog walks, and it leaves the rose petals, a trail of rose petals. Oh, very, very cool. Hey, listen, uh, this has been sitting in our prize closet for probably a couple of years now. If you are getting married and you want your dog, I guess it could be a very well-trained cat or ferret, too. Yes, you probably can get it on there. <laughs> if you would like them to be the ring bearer at your ceremony, uh, call us right now at one 405 8405 Put this over there, and we'll give that away to the first upcoming wedding nuptial story with a dog involved. Okay. Vicki Lawrence is on the way from, uh, what, I, don't, I don't know what the last thing she's done, but I know I Carol Burnett. Her, right, she played the character Mama on Carol Burnett's show. And she'll be joining us. We'll find out what she's doing with the animals coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But first, we are with Dr. Jill. She's answering your medical questions. Hi, who's this? Oh, my name is Stacy. Hi, Stacy. How are you doing today? Oh, oh, I'm fine. Where are you calling from? La Habra, California. La Habra, California. Okay. Uh, you are on with Dr. Jill. I was calling. Hi, I have. Hi, I have an 18-year-old cat that mm. she has started. I call it hollering. Just every couple hours, she'll walk around the house, and she just kind of, yes, she meows very loudly. And then she'll stop, and then she's fine. What kind of cat is she? Just a regular calico. Well, 18 years, as you know, is a very old cat. So congratulations. Yes. Whatever you're doing is great. Uh, but it sounds like what you're telling me there is that it's, it almost sounds like she's having some senility behavior. Cats usually, you know, as they get older, just like people, they'll have changes in their brain just like a, you, as you get older you get a little you can get a little bit senile too and this does happen with cats and i've heard of this happening a lot with cats and it could just be that the, you know the cat all of a sudden forgets where um, she is and she'll start meowing or vocalizing because she's a little bit upset or a little bit has a little bit of anxiety about it and you may see it more if there's something else going on if you have a new cat in the house a change in the routine sometimes they'll throw them off a little bit but it sounds like you know with her being 18 and she just does it once in a blue moon it's not anything i'd be too concerned about i just make sure that you're there and you can you know try to calm her down and let her know that everything's going to be okay so if she seems like she's really anxious about it you know if you could be there and pet her you may make her feel a little bit calmer every once in a while i'll find her She'll be walking and she'll be facing a wall, like she's not sure where she's going, and then she'll kind of turn to the side and go away from the wall, like she's getting senile then. Yeah, they have, you know, as they get older, their brain does change. It, it, there's just some degeneration that you do see in the brain. And it may be, too, she can't see as well as she used to, too. And she may be walking in areas where she can't see very well, and that may make her upset, too. So if you think she does have any vision changes, you may want to bring her to your vet and have them do an um, ophthalmic exam on her and make sure there's nothing else going on, like glaucoma or retinal detachment. Um, but again, you know, with her age and the way you're saying she does it periodically, it does fit with a little bit of some kitty senility. Can they live comfortably without being able to see or senile? 
Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you, they do they fine. Just, you just, yeah, they just get a little bit nervous for a few minutes and they go back to normal. If it got excessive, you may want to talk to your vet about giving her a sedative to make her a little bit calm. But that's that's nothing. You can just, you know, with a cat, you can make sure you keep them nice and safe that she doesn't hurt herself. You don't want her to be outside in the first place. But definitely, if she does have a little bit of senility, and she'll be fine. This is something that you can manage at home and, and keep her safe at home. Okay, good. That's that was my question. Whether or not it's, you know, if I'm if she's suffering because of it or no, she's but, not suffering. It just it sounds like she just does it for a few minutes and she's back to normal. She's eating, oh, yeah. drinking, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's fine. She just you know she's slow and she sleeps a lot more than she used to. But she's <laughs> other than that, she's fine. Yeah, and cats you know sleep a lot when they're younger too. It's, but as oh, they yeah. get older, they do sleep a lot more. And I always recommend, too, when you have an older, well, with any cat, you want to see your vet at least once a year. With older cats, it's probably a good idea to see your vet twice a year and make sure your vet does some blood work, check the heart rate and things. As cats age, they do have a lot of problems. They're very commonly diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, where the thyroid hormone is very active. They will have cardiac problems. Their hearts and cats, as they get older, have problems. And it seems like a lot of them do have kidney problems, too. So it's always a good idea to check with your vet at least once a year, but I always recommend twice a year when you have an older cat. Okay. Well, thank okay. you. Oh, thank you. Thank your you. call, Stacy. We appreciate it. 18 years old. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Are there any kinds of uh, diets or medications that can help the senile animal? Well, there's an herbal agent that they sometimes use in people, and I have heard that veterinary alternative medicine people recommend it. It's called Ginkoba. And the thought is that it helps increase the blood flow through the brain. It, you know, does it work? I don't know. <laughs> I used to take it, but I kept forgetting to take it. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I try, I try anything myself. But it, it, is, um, it is an herbal agent. It's all natural. If you notice, like we did here at the studios with Boog, he's getting up there in years. I noticed he's getting a little forgetful. He left the toilet seat up last week. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's a bad sign. Yes. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. You lucky devil, you found Animal Radio in Technicolor and stereo where available. I'm Hal. I'm Judy. 1-866-405-8405. We want to know about your pets. Are you having problems? Maybe you're not. Maybe maybe things are just fine. We still want to hear from you at one 405 8405 It's all about animals here at Animal Radio. If you're new to the show, let me introduce you to Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He's here to answer your dog behavior questions. I'm sorry about that. Yes, and the Vlade is here. And if you don't have even animals, just would like to talk to me maybe about your... Uh, unruly husband or unruly wife or kids, <laughs> yes, you can call me too because I am like the doctor feel of the dog training. So my, all my uh, thoughts or all my techniques and methods applicable to the human pack too. Now you say... We're all pack-oriented species. You say you get along especially with the ladies. Is that correct? Yes, because they are my major clientele. You know how many times the male calling me say, how can I teach my wife or my girlfriend to play dead and roll over when I come home? I say, I'm not going to do that because you are not my clientele. You're not paying the money. You know, do you know, guys, so the Vlad is going to be featured 
in the Women's Lifestyle Magazine on the cover. First yeah. in the history here in Michigan. And I'm going to Whoa. send you that cover. Yeah. With the title, The Woman's Best Friend Can Be the Dog Trainer. And you know why? Because I am empowering the woman. I am empowering American woman to give her power back. And I tell her, listen, ladies, your boyfriend is husband or kid is no better than your dog. The testing and challenging is the natural part of being human and the dog. If you don't prevent it now, you will pay after. Every leash has two ends. If you don't pick your end, somebody will pick another end. Today it's your dog. Tomorrow it will be your coworker. You will be your husband or boyfriend. Because in America, every male approaching to female, he automatically accept, expecting submission. And my females are not submit. They're like Russians. Russians never submit, especially when they talk to Americans. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's go to the phones, one 405 Judy and I are betting on this, uh, male or female. I know who it is. Oh, you know already. Yes, okay, I I'm going to say, I hope you don't mind, I'm going to say male here. Hi, who's this? Hello. Hi, who is this? It's Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer, let me respect this time. I need to be a good host. I, I am okay. learning it from the hill. I need to ask you, where are you calling right now? Oh, right outside of Philadelphia. Ah, Philadelphia. So we're almost like neighbors. I'm uh, from the dismal Detroit, and you're from Philadelphia. Okay, yeah. not far away from me. Okay. So what is your problem? My problem is I have a dog who eats all the poop up out of the yard. Now, my husband thinks it's great because we don't have to poop or scoop, but... <laughs> uh, I guess your husband has a disease by name, MD, Motivation Disorder. He doesn't like to clean that. No, I, okay. we adopted this um, Labadoodle from a rescue like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I have God two dogs. You. I also have an older Basset Hound. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure if she's eating her own poop or if she's eating the Basset Hound's poop. Regardless, you have a clean name. backyard anyway. Y- yes. You have a two dogs and you have no idea who eats the poop. Yes? I know I know who's eating the poop. I just don't know uh, if she's eating her own or if she's eating the other dogs or both. <laughs> there are three reasons why the dog eating the poop. Number one, they used to as the puppies because they were uh, raised in some type of the environment where they had access to the, um, to the poop all the time. And sometimes the dogs like yours, they're always hungry. And probably your dog is eating like the vacuum cleaner, like typical crazy Labrador or... It's basically habitually, they learn it. That's the reason number one. Reason number two, they maybe don't have a good digestive system. Uh, they, don't ha- they don't produce the right bacteria to digest the food right. So you have to look at the, what type of the dog food you are feeding your dog. You need to maybe switch to the high-protein, no-grain diet because that type of the dog food would be better digested by any dog, not just by your dog. No grain, high protein diet. And reason number three, uh, because, you know, the dog just, <laughs> you dog just loves it. And that's it. A very good test, very good smell. So despite of whatever, whatever problem you have, uh, whatever reason it is, I would suggest you put the, uh, give your dog product by name Stop. Put on the Google Yahoo, uh, Stop Chew Deterrent. Start to give it to your dog. That works better than anything else, and you will basically achieve two goals. Number one, it produces the poop very distasteful, and number two, it gives that type of the bacteria to digest the food right. 
on top of it, you will switch to her to the better diet. That's what I do. And the final things, what I would do also, I would supervise it through my window. I would be like KGB agent who's watching my dog. And as soon as I see she even thinking uh, about eating the food, I, eating the poop, I would appear with the shaking can and make the sound, ah, and toss it next to her quickly to startle her. And I know I win three, four consecutive times. In this battle, I will win the war. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, Jennifer. Thank you for calling us to thank the you. Animal Radio. The best at the Animal Radio is, you know why, Jennifer? Because Animal Radio has bloody. Definitely. Hey, this is Artist Knox, Groomer of the Year. When I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Al and Judy. Get at me! <laughs> <laughs> this portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. Wild weather across parts of the U.S. has caused extensive damage, but also some extraordinary escapes. None more so than in the Rickton Park area of Chicago, where a 125-pound Rottweiler survived a spin in a tornado. Stunned neighbors watched as two funnels converged, smashing through a fence and picking up the home's family pet, Chase, spinning him around before dumping him some 200 feet away in knee-deep water. Owners Sydney and Sandra Holmes say Chase appears to be okay, although rather shaken, and both agree they'll never again leave him outside when a storm's forecast. In Britain, police are using covert measures to catch pet owners who don't clean up after their animals defecate. Wire Council in Lancashire even goes so far as having plainclothes police loiter in popular dog exercise areas because they say uniformed police weren't catching any offenders. So far, they've nabbed 15 people. One of Australia's most venomous creatures, a cane toad, has survived after spending 40 minutes inside a dog's stomach. The dog, called Bella, accidentally swallowed the toad while gobbling down some leftover party foods. Vets feared the worst because dogs are known to have died within minutes of eating cane toads. However, after giving Bella drugs to make her sick, the cane toad reappeared, apparently unscathed by its stomach acid bath. And apart from losing her lunch, Bella the dog also escaped unhurt. Remember I told you last week about the man bitten on the penis by a deadly snake? Well, turns out it wasn't a tourist visiting North Queensland, but rather a now very embarrassed local farmer. Daryl Zutt says he was convinced he was going to die after being attacked while making a roadside toilet stop. He even held a chilled can of rum and coke against the wound while he phoned his mother to say a final goodbye. Mr Zutt said his buddy drove him to hospital where they learned the good news that the snake had injected any venom. And so, in typical Aussie style, Zutz mates have been teasing him since, with comments like it was an unfair trouser snake fight and that he had scared the competition away. That's our Pet News Wrap-Up. I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. For about uh, 30 years, Lucinda Delaney Schroeder held an unusual government position. 
What is that position? She was one of a handful of women special agents with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Wow. And her job was to investigate crimes against wildlife. Mm, How interesting. And in 1992, she accepted an assignment that forever changed her life. She wrote about it. She left her husband... And, and and she didn't leave her she husband. She didn't leave her husband. Yeah, it's the way you got to rephrase that. Well, you know, she left. She did. She said, you know, here's the TV dinners and for the <laughs> seven-year-old daughter to left them in Wisconsin. And she went and posed as a big game hunter in order to infiltrate in, uh, an international ring of poachers. How fascinating. And she joins us. Hi, how are you doing, Lucinda? I'm fine. Thank you. Wow. So in 1992, big mission for you. Tell us. I guess, first of all, leaving the family must have been quite a decision to make to go do this. How long were you gone? You went to Alaska for this. Is that correct? Yes, I did. And the the, the stakes were very high for me at that point. And I had worked in hunting camps before, uh, probably for about 12 years. And so I, I knew how to, you know, I knew how to hunt and I knew how to, you know, shoot a rifle. And I was uh, had that kind of background. But it, the stakes were much higher going to Alaska because it is such a remote area. And in order to, to uh, document the crimes that the Fish and Wildlife suspected were going on in this particular camp, in a very isolated area of the Brooks Range, it required an undercover approach. What, well, it, what kind of crimes were these? Well, they, they, were, uh, they were overbagging. On, let, let me back up for a minute. The four species that are, that are hunted in Alaska are the doll sheep, moose, the grizzly bear, and caribou. Uh, we, we had received some information, some intelligence, that there was a remote camp along the Ivashak River in the Brooks Range that was using airplanes to pursue these animals. Now, not all animals can be uh, hunted from an airplane. Like sheep, it's not, you're not, they don't, uh, you can't hunt those from, from aircraft because the sheep are too skittish. But grizzly bear can definitely be hunted from an aircraft. And what they were doing the outfitter, the main guy, the guy who ran the camp and owned the camp, was using a Piper Super Cub to, to fly around the tundra, find a grizzly bear, and then literally herd the bear to the waiting gun of the hunter. So the hunter wouldn't have to uh, hunt at all. He just Jeez. would stand out on the tundra somewhere until he saw the airplane and saw this bear running for his life. Are, are these hunters, like, are they tourists that come up there and pay big big yeah, bucks to... Well, I wouldn't call them tourists. They're they're big game hunters from uh, all over the world. And this particular outfitter catered to European hunters because they were violating so many laws that it was to the to the outfitter's advantage to cater to big to European hunters because they would take the evidence back to Europe with them. Sure. And and then there was little or no way for the Fish and Wildlife Service to apprehend these people. So that's why we chose an undercover approach so that we could infiltrate the camp, find out exactly what was going on, and then uh, document the crimes and shut them down. Now I'm looking at your website, huntforjustice.com, and there's a picture. You look like a fine, upstanding lady. You're dressed very nicely. You have pearls. How did you pass yourself off as a hunter? How did these guys trust you? (laughs) Well, to begin with, uh, I was a pretty good shot. And when I was working my way into into the camp, I had uh, I had met one of their main guides in Wisconsin, and I showed him pictures that I had uh, of of me with you know an elk and deer and antelope and an overlimit of waterfowl and, and this sort of thing. And ironically enough, those are pictures from some of my old cases. 
So the pictures demonstrated that I was perfectly capable of hunting and that I was willing to violate the law. Was your life ever in danger? Well, it, it was because, um, you know, it, had I been found out in the camp, and I explain it in my book, A Hunt for Justice, you know, how many times that I thought that I had been discovered or my cover was blown, and uh, I was just constantly in fear of that. But it would have been very easy for me to have just, quote, disappeared, you know, in a hunting accident or dropped off somewhere and left there and so on and so forth. Uh-huh. And uh, I was alone, you know. I, I had a partner who was an informant, but we were split up. So we didn't hunt together, and we were split up, and we were, you know, doing different things uh, throughout our time there. So, yeah, it was uh, unquestionably it was risky. And you would collect evidence. I guess, I guess you didn't have the you didn't have to break the news to them that they were under arrest. Uh, probably you had some other people do that, but you you collected the the information and the evidence to yes. convict them. Yes, I I took pictures. Uh, I uh, documented you know conversations and and took copious notes about everything that went on. And the ironic part of it is that there were some hunters there from Spain, and uh, three of them, and they didn't speak any English, and I spoke Spanish, so I became their translator. So all of the conspiratorial statements that were made by the outfitter to these guys had to go through me. Mm-hmm. So I was in a really good position to find out exactly what was going on. All of the instructions to these Spaniards... Uh, as to what you know, how they were going to violate the law and what they weren't supposed to talk about, what they weren't supposed to reveal. All of that information went from the outfitter through me to to these uh, Spanish-speaking guys from Spain. How long did this last that you were there? I was there for 11 days. I wasn't supposed to be there for 11 days. Uh, the, uh, we were supposed to be done in about a week, but we got fogged in. Sure. And okay. when the fog rolled in, it was very thick. And the, the planes couldn't fly, so nobody could fly out and nobody could fly in. So just sort of prolonged the, the stress and the, you know, all of the anxiety that, that I felt when I was there. What did your uh, your husband and your seven-year-old daughter at the time think of your adventure? <laughs> I guess well, before and after. Well, my husband is a wildlife biologist. Okay. And, so, and he was also employed by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. He's retired now. But uh, he's, he's a hunter, and, and he understood why I was doing what I had to, you know, why I was doing this and why this had to be done in the way that it was being done. The outfitters in Alaska, for the most part, were looking for a two-man team. The Fish and Wildlife Service has used sting operations before, but they've always involved two guys, two males, uh-huh. you know, who pose as hunters and they infiltrate a camp. Right, and this particular outfitter had his antenna up for that very profile. So using a woman was sort of a curveball. He never expected it. He never suspected me. And then when when I got there and I became, I, I immediately found uh, a, a position for myself in which he needed me. He needed me as a translator for his wealthy clients from Spain. Then uh, then my work became even more effective. My daughter was uh, was young at the time. She has no memory of, or solid memory of my going off on a dangerous assignment. Uh, she's read a hunt for justice. She knows now what what I did, and <laughs> and I think that she's uh, is, is is very proud. Well, you weren't allowed to write about it until you retired. Is that correct? That's correct. And I retired in two thousand four, 
and A Hunt for Justice was published in 2006. You want to check it out? It's a gripping true story of an undercover wildlife agent. That's Lucinda Delaney Schroeder joining us. She did awesome work, and she's writing about it right now. You'll want to pick it up at any good bookstore, Barnes & Nobles, Borders, Amazon.com. It's on Lions Press. I have 10 copies to give away for the first 10 callers. It's A Hunt for Justice, the true story of a woman undercover wildlife agent. Lucinda, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you so much. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Clive Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pet. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I was talking with my brother just the other day. He told me a 17-year-old cat is now having trouble jumping up onto the counter. So I told him to try FlexPet for his crazy cat. FlexPet is the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. It's the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee that's the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they're offering an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And there's no time limit like the others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You can't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-END-PAIN. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Fido-Friendly Magazine. <laughs> Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking your dog... At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precincts and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. Sniff out spending by pet owners. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Americans spend billions of dollars each year on nutrition, health care, and insurance, but not for themselves, for the well-being of their pets. The pet population continues to grow with more than 90 million dogs and 74 million cats and various birds, reptiles, and fish taking up residence along with their human families. To be sure, more and more households consider pets to be part of the family, and retailers aren't wasting any time picking up on this opportunity. The humanization of pets is the single biggest trend driving our business, says a representative of Del Monte, a company most people identify for its fruits and vegetables. But Del Monte is also a leader in the pet food business, with such brands as Nine Lives, Gravy Train, and Kibbles and Bits. 
Del Monte has developed a line of dog food products that are similar to items on dining room tables. Canine carryouts are shaped like a slice of pizza with Italian seasoning and cheese flavors. Sounds good. The newest product is called Fortune Snookies. It's a snack with a message printed right on the product, such as cats are not chew toys. Sort of a reminder for your dog. Americans spend $36.3 billion on their pets every year. The American Pet Products Manufacturers Association says that that number will increase by 6% a year. Food gets the biggest percent of the budget with $14 billion last year, and $8 billion a year is spent on both supplies and veterinary care. Isn't it amazing that twice as much money is spent on pet food as is veterinary medical care and supplies combined. A new survey found that 70% of pet owners would pay any amount to save a pet's life. That explains why pet health and life insurance are among the fastest-growing segments of the animal care industry. Ask pet owners who make frequent trips to the veterinarian, and they will tell you pet insurance makes a lot of sense. Despite all this consumer spending, pet supply companies have never really captured the imagination of Wall Street. San Diego-based Petco recently agreed to be bought out by a private group of investors. That leaves PetSmart as the only major player in the pet industry that is still publicly traded. The share price for the company has lingered in the mid-20s for some time. But analysts at Standard & Poor's say that could soon change even though they believe that overall consumer spending may slow. When spending slows, adults are more likely to cut back on spending for themselves before they cut back on spending on the children and pets. Parents will forego a lot of things before they cut into their kids' allowance or their pet's lifestyle. By the way, the San Diego County area is considered to be one of the most pet-friendly regions in the country. According to Dog Fancy Magazine, the most dog-friendly place in the country is Portland, Oregon. San Diego is fourth on the list behind Sanford, Florida, and Albuquerque, New Mexico. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys, reporting for Animal Radio. Thanks, Doc. Coming up next, Vicki Lawrence, actress and comedian. She joins us. Oh, yeah. Every year they play some elaborate practical joke on me, and every year I fall for it. I've been locked out of the house in my slip. I had a salesman show up at my door one year to measure me for a trust. Last year, they wrote, for a good time, call Thelma on the men's room at the Bigger Jigger. I've got 16 heavy breathers. Half of them collect. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Is our next guest one of the most beloved and multi-talented comedic women of our time? Yes. Has this woman earned the right to be called one of America's TV icons? Yes. Is she working? No. Please welcome Mama. Larry's movies are doing really, really well in the retirement homes. They are making the old people stop clinging to life. I tell you what, I'm not your mama. 
celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I guess that would be showing my age if I said the Carol Burnett show was... <laughs> yeah, oh. I think we've all seen it. Yeah, we're, we're getting up there. It's good. It's all good. Vicki Lawrence is joining us. Hi, Vicki. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? Very well, of course. Mama's family after that uh, through uh, 1990 and some fun stuff going on in your life right now, huh? There's always fun stuff going on in my life. I was just telling Judy that I was on the phone with our city councilman, and since you're uh, animal people, mm-hmm. maybe you can help me with this. We have giant blue herons nesting outside our uh, in our park. Wow. In front of our house. Uh-huh. Yeah, two years in a row, and they are giant, and there are many, many of them, and now it's just gotten to be hysterical out there. It Ooh. smells, there are dead fish in the park, there are dead birds that have fallen out of the nest, there. It sounds like Jurassic Park out there. <laughs> it, honestly, we live at Jurassic Park, it's hysterical. We'll have to get, a, get our bird expert in and figure out how we can help you with that blue herring problem. I'm telling you what, I was just reading the book, Eat, Pray, Love, and in the, in the, in the part where she, I don't know if you read that book, Judy? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. It's a fabulous woman's book. What, uh, what book I, is it? It's called Eat, Pray, Love. Okay. And it's a, just a beautiful memoir. By the, It's just a, an anthem to women. It's wonderful. But anyway, in the last part of the book, she's in Indonesia, and she drives up to this preserve where you're allowed to watch the giant blue heron. Please mm. be quiet. And I'm going, oh, for God's sake, give me a break. <laughs> Come over to my house. <laughs> and watch it from my balcony. Do you have any animals at home? We have two geriatric dogs all at the same time, and it is so difficult around here right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, um, our, we have a PBGV. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Petit Basse Griffon Van Dan, and he is much too young to have as big a heart murmur as he does, and there's not Aww. really a whole lot they can do for it other than keep him on med. Uh, but he's probably going to go a lot sooner than he should have. He's only 11 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our Labrador retriever, our black lab, Hannah, is 14. Wow. And uh, her melanoma has just recurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was so upset with my vet at that point, I went to another vet that somebody recommended. And he said, well, I'm not sure what it is, but it has to come off now. Mm. He did the surgery. And they sent it in to biopsy it, and it came back melanoma. And, of course, we cried and carried on and, you know, said goodbye to Hannah, and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, you're going off to the cancer center. We have a great cancer center here in Orange County mm-hmm. uh, where the gal said to us, hey, guess what? They have just released the vaccine for melanoma that people are taking. Mm-hmm. They just released it for the animals. So we put Hannah on it, and there was no sign of anything for almost over a year, and we were just thrilled and and uh, it has now recurred at the site, which probably means they didn't get it all to begin with. Mm-hmm. Our prayers are with yeah. you on that. I can say that uh, we, we have a cat here that we thought was going to be gone a year ago and uh-huh. has exceeded all expectations uh, for lifespan and is living a very happy life right now. Are the animals, are they, uh, are they in pain? Are they happy? What is their quality of life right now? Everybody's happy. Hannah's pretty happy, except she just occasionally, I think, um, particularly on um, pavement, on the street, if it irritates that little spot, she'll hippity-hop, you know, and lift that foot up. Mm -hmm. Because it's tender, I think. Um, So, you know, she's on pain meds right now. They, of course, want to do a full round of radiation. And I don't know at her age if that's what we want to put her through. Yeah. It's a tough decision. Very it tough. is. It is. It's hard watching them grow old, and you want to make sure you do the right thing for them. 
Yeah, but right now she's just so happy. I hate to just knock the crap out of her again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Tough decision to make, quality of life uh, versus quantity, and uh, our prayers are definitely with your animals there. You have a new book out, is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's called Mama for President. Mama for President, so it's written as Mama, okay. Oh, Mama yeah, for President. Oh, Mama. Oh, Mama, like Obama, yeah. but, but oh, Mama. Mama. Okay. Well, you know, I maintain that he is a fool if he doesn't pick Mama for his running mate, because <laughs> bumper stickers alone would be great, Obama Mama, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, I think everybody wants that bumper sticker. Oh, yes. Now, what would be the platform for Obama? Oh, you're calling it Obama. Oh. Well, uh, her platform, well, she has a platform for senior citizens. She's going to see to it that every public restroom has a grandpa changing station. I, see, there <laughs> and, uh, you go. That it's okay to have your left turn blinker on for as long as you damn well please. There you go. Yeah, and she's going to have free back surgery for any old geezer who gets himself wedged inside his craftmatic adjustable bed. There you go. I think you're absolutely right. I think Obama would be a fool not to put you on the ticket there. She's going to do away with FEMA. You know, she's had it with FEMA. She's going to give the job to the folks that know how to get there within 30 minutes. Domino's and pizza. Domino's! Why did we think of this? Oh, see, I tell you, someone has all the answers if we would just listen. She knows exactly how to fix the problem down at the borders. You just build senior citizen housing all along the American side because nobody sees more than a nosy old lady peeping through. <laughs> what about uh, the defense? You know, Secretary of Defense, any ideas who would uh, fill that position? The Secretary, I don't know. Have you looked at this book? No, I haven't. I'm just looking at the, <laughs> just looking at the copy right oh, here. It, it says now Martha you're... Stewart right here. Uh, She'd be good. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, I did. We did write that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, she'd be great, don't you think? Oh, definitely. That's a mean lady. I don't care what you say. So the book is already out, Mama for President. Good Lord, why not? And you can get it at Amazon. How long has it been out? Oh, not long. About a week, maybe? Anyway, it's just a fun book. And I, you know, we laughed about this for over a year. And then I thought... Oh, gosh, by the time we got the book deal together, I thought it's going to be too late. And now I swear this campaign just keeps dragging on and getting sillier and sillier and dumber than mud. I have this theory that by the time November comes, we'll all be so disgusted with everybody that we'll close our eyes, make an X, and go, good luck, America. <laughs> I'm already at that point right now. I swear to God, we're the only country that drags it out like this. It's it's, there's amazing. just something very wrong with it. Yes. Well, but there is change in the future, it looks like. Yeah, I've been through the change. It isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Vicki, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> thanks, you guys. That's all we have time for this hour. Uh, remember, lots more at AnimalRadio.com. And remember to spay and neuter, always adopt, and never declaw. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.